0: Hi again, all you listeners out there. Wow, I tell you what, it seems such a long time ago since um, I chatted and hopefully you all listened. <laughs> but we'll see how we go. Um, the last time I spoke, I, I remember we chatted about the different type of woodpeckers and, and that was fairly interesting as far well as I can remember. On my side, all birds are interesting. But um, I just hope that you found this in fairly interesting. Um, the reason why I, I, I mentioned this is because... Um, this time around, I'll speak about uh, basically their cousins, as as it were, and that's the barbets. Uh, they're mostly named because of you know they've got bristles, quite a lot of bristles around the the bases of their stout, uh, very stout, thickish, and, and and sharp bills, because they actually use those bills to also carve out holes in trees in that for their nests. Their heads are normally biggish, but the uh, smaller barbets. Which I'll also talk about are called Tinker Barbets. But I think this time around I'm going to just start talking about the Barbets as such. And next time I'll talk about the Tinker Barbets uh, that we find in our South African region. We have the white-eared, the crested, the black-collared, the acacia barbets and the green barbit and and why it's barbit. On the tinkerbird side, we have the yellow rumped, the uh, yellow fronted, red fronted as well, uh, the green tinkerbirds, which is... uh, I'm not actually going to speak about the latter because, to my knowledge, uh, and as far as what I'm reading about, they, they now seem to be regionally extinct and there was only like one sighting of it, so... I don't think I'll actually uh, talk about that little thing. And I think the acacia, I'll, I'll bring that in when we talk about the tinker Bobbits as well. One of the largest um, of the, the barbets that we have in our areas is, is the crested Bobbit And it can mostly be, and only be seen uh, in our sort of eastern part of our beautiful, beautiful country. Um, if if you took if you look at the map of South Africa and you, and you took a line from north to south, uh, round about from the end or the beginning of KwaZulu-Natal, the southern ends of, of KwaZulu-Natal, and you kind of like go all the way up. That's basically uh, what I'm talking about on the right-hand side, is um, is where you must probably find all these birds. You won't find them on the other side, which is um, unfortunate because they really are such a, a beautiful birth. Bird. <laughs> bird. Yes, uh, I didn't even drink, and there was a... Bit of uh, miscommunication on my end, but anyway, no problem. Uh, you can't miss this bird actually for a number of reasons. Uh, one of the one of the ways you is that you'll always always hear it before you even before you even see it. It has this uh, wonderful sustainable sound, and uh, I love the Roberts' bird guide's explanation of it. it. Says it's like an alarm clock without the bell, (laughs) you know, let me play it for you now and see if you can get this They can go on for quite a long time, but um, it's it's there's not too many birds that sound like it. If any uh, make that long, sort of um, sustainable turtle sound as I mentioned earlier. And but there you have it. Um, it's also a very wonderfully multicolored bird. Uh, the crested barbet's got this like speckled yellow and red face. Uh, not a lot of red, but a little bit of red with. Uh, Little small black crest, Uh, obviously, that's where the name comes from. Uh, The belly is yellow with the kind of red speckles and the wings are are black. Um, This sort of colorful plumage actually blends very very well in the bushes. You, You wouldn't think so, but, you know, when they're sitting on a tree or something like that, it's pretty hard to see, you know, and they also have these beautiful white specks and they've got this broad black band on its neck. Uh, they have a very thick, uh, very thick bill. Uh, they are normally seen in pairs, and uh, they normally mate and stay together for, th- you know, throughout the whole year. Uh, the female is a little bit different in as much that she's got the same, almost the same coloring, but much, much, much duller, uh, with a little bit less red than uh, than the male, and its throat is a bit pale yellow. But, you know, you really need to go into one of the bird guides that I have mentioned in the past, like Roberts or, you know, um, one of those ones, and um, have a look for yourself and, and, and see what you uh, what this bird looks like. The other one I'll use a lot is the um, bird guide, and they're they very, very good bird guides. Well, if not, go into the web and and, um, and have a look. It's basically, the, this barb is it's basically... The only barbets in our area where the male and and the female actually have different characteristics, but uh, and they, <laughs> they they call it uh, showing a bit of my intelligence here, yeah? sexually dimorphic, dimorphic, dimo, dimorphic. Oh my goodness, I can't even say it. It Shows you I don't really know too much about that. But but that's the name, sexually dimoph- dimorphic, dimorphic, dimorphic. <laughs> that's a difficult one. Oh my goodness! Um, they usually form a nest in uh, old trees in a hole and lay about two to five eggs, uh, which the female mostly um, sits on, only at night, uh, but by uh, both in the daytime. So the female will sit on the whole night, and then the two of them will actually share during the day. They always clean the nests out, uh, poop scoop, so called, take all the fecal matter out. And after about two weeks, the chicks are born. They're blind at birth. But uh, um, the parents will continue feeding them until they are sort of ready to fly and leave the nest, as it were. The third barbit I'm going to talk about, but I'm not going to say too much about it because it's only really found in Zimbabwe. If you're up that place in northern northern Mozambique, it's um, one of the quieter of all our barbits it's got a very low like a coo 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 sound and um, it's you know the, a little later when I talk about the tingle barbits you'll, you'll hear that they've got a very similar type of sound more like the type of sound and this is very similar but it's you know, it's a lot quieter a little slower between the beats uh, but it's a lot of them are, have, um, as I said, similar calls, but they're, they're much louder than than the swites. It's also a dark barbit with a you know slight white wing sort of palette, and it has a pale ah a pale sort of yellow for it with it with a with a white chin. Um, with as per most barbets it, it feeds on fruit. That's one thing I didn't mention. In fact, uh, in the beginning, that I should have mentioned was that most of these barbets will. Mostly eat fruit; they also eat insects, and that, But they they depend a lot on the on the fruit. But uh, and with most barbets, this one actually will excavate a hole you know, in a in a dead tree. And uh, in this case, they normally have helpers that come and help them. You know, hang around with about two to four other birds, and they'll tend to stay in the nest and then they help them uh, with the, you know feeding the young ones, etc. But uh, that's the it's barbit. I've never ever seen one myself. So one day when I am fortunate enough to travel up that way, I think I'll try and do my best to go in that area and try and tick it off on my list, see if I can see this white barbit. But there's nothing too much I know about this bird itself um, other than it's you know not in South Africa itself. Okay, one of the other uh, barbets, which is a real common well when I say real common, it's it's uh, like the like the um, crested barbit. It's also found mostly in the eastern regions. Of Southern Africa, but this one actually stretches a little bit further down the um, coastal region of um, the Eastern Cape. You'll most probably find them down there, uh, but they, but not normally in the Cape or Namibia around that that area. And uh, but they, but when you are in the areas where the birds are found, you normally hear them a lot because uh, they really have this beautiful duet or song, which I'll talk about just now. And they're normally about 20 to 25 centimetres long. They're they, they really plump looking, in it. and it's got like a, a very large head. Uh, it's got a very obvious black collar. This is where it actually comes from. And um, and, 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 most of the time, it has a red a red hair, uh, head. But, you know, with that black collar that it's got, this is where the reference to its name comes from, the black collared. It's got this, as I said, a, it's sort of almost a fire red uh, colouring around the eyes and the beak. Uh, and, the, and the thing about this, which is different to the um, crested, is there's, there's absolutely no difference between the colouring of the, fell, uh, fell, <laughs> the male and the female. It's 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 one of the largest bobbits in South Africa, if not the largest. And uh, as I said earlier, it, re- it regularly l- uses this uh, duetting um, in its day-to-day life. Uh, it's really, really recognized by this. Uh, and, the, and the two actually do it together, the male and the female, but they don't do it at the same time. There's a couple of seconds in between the two. You've got to have this two-puddly, two-puddly, two-puddly type of sound that they make or two-doodle, two-doodle. Uh, and then, then they, they flick their wings. And sometimes when they start, they and then they go, two-puddly, two-puddly. And um in addition to the the, the the wing flicking of these birds they they kind of like always face each other it's, it's they beautiful birds to watch so when you hear this call look out for them you can't miss them There's beautiful big heads with a with their uh, red heads and they kind of they kind of face each other <laughs> while they're calling and they lean forward and uh, bowing ceremoniously to each other uh, they uh, sound like this I I'm, I'm gonna get the sound for you it's a then only in harmony and yeah, ooh, beginning. That's the beginning. How's that going to start? Is it started yet? Here we go. Come on. You must have heard that sound. Do do little? 2 3 Uh, there we go and that's it's brilliant, you know the way they sort of once a pair have sort of found each other and they get into this harmony when they when they Do their little duets and they uh, it's really incredible. They they normally nest in in, in holes bored in dead trees as do most of the other barbets and you know as I said before the The last time I was talking about woodpeckers any branches, you know or stumps that you can find And sometimes they've even had a sort of little hole in a sort of riverbank or even a sort of termite's nest. They've been seen. uh, They normally lay about two to four eggs and then they sit on them for about two weeks, uh, which is the norm most of the time. And uh, their nesting duties are shared by both parents. And that's what we have with the uh, black-collared barbet. I did mention that I was going to talk about the acacia barbets when I talked about the Bobbits. Uh The reason being is um, the Acacia is a little bit bigger than the Tinker but it actually looks a lot like them and sounds like them. So when we start discussing them, uh, hopefully you'll sort of get to understand why I actually want to talk about the Acacia at that, at that time. But, you know, you know, while you're waiting, if you want to, before we speak again in about two weeks' time, you know, try and find it yourself from one of the guides, Cecil guides, as I said, uh, or the Robert's. And, and, and just have a look at it and try and read up a bit about it uh, yeah, the last barbed I'm going to talk about here is, is a real gem and I'll tell you what, I, I think it's a gem because you know you don't find gems anywhere you look but yeah, in South Africa you'd only be found in one spot in one forest and this is called Ngoya Forest which is between Mtunzini and Ishawe. Um and if you go there and you, you look around the outskirts of this forest, you'll actually you see them and actually hear them. Um, they have a very slow... Like, chok, chok, chok type of... So let, me, let me play for it and you'll know what I mean. Hear that? It's got this chok, chok. They've been kind of listed as, as vulnerable, uh, as you can understand, but it really is a must-see if, if you don't mind travelling to that forest. Uh, they're mostly reliant on figs. As you know, they'll have a lot of figs, fig trees in that forest, but they can eat other fruit or, or any any other type of you know, any, any insect, really. They're mostly found um, in the canopy, in the upper canopy of, of, of the trees, and um, they too, like all other barbets, are, monogamous, and, but these are solitary nesters, and they kind of excavate their holes a little lower down in, in, in the dead tree than, than most of the others. Uh, they have their foreheads and their backs are really dark olive green in color, and they've got like very pale yellowish sort of ear coverts, but uh, their chests are also green, and stomach area is also green, but it's a much sort of lighter, like, uh, light, you know, much Lighter uh, shade, but they I think it's definitely a, a must if you can sort of travel out of South Africa. If you're from outside the country, come and look for these barbets. As I said earlier, these barbets have these big bills, and they, they're known because these bristles that sprout out around the bills. Uh, all these barbets are, are, are very loud birds, but they're great fun to watch. And uh, next time as I said, we'll talk about the smaller barbets, which is the tinker barbets. And uh, for now, I think I've uh, done enough talking. You must be bored listening to me by now, and that's all I have for now. So um, until next time, please go out there and have a great time birding. And that's so long from bigel